Hi, everybody. Welcome to today's show, the 1st of July. It's hard to imagine how, you know, we always say this, but it's hard to imagine um, that we are so um, into 2021. And um, it's it's been uh, a really good day here in England. Thank you so much for joining me. Let me know where you're joining from. Um, I, I, you know, I really greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus. And um, it's been um, it's been an interesting uh, uh, season for many of us. And as I've been talking about, I've been the Lord has been asking me to speak about really being smarter as a Christian and um, allowing the Lord to work in our lives. And um, and he was talking to me about how we often compartmentalize what God can and cannot do. And there's a lot of things that we hide from God. We, um, we allow ourselves sometimes to um, live in, in a place of not uh, well-being. And so the Lord was speaking to me about being smarter as a Christian, how to live a life that is full of wisdom and direction from God. So um, really exciting to um, to be here with you this evening. Thank you for so much for joining me. Um, you know, um, say hello wherever you're watching from. It really is a great day to praise the Lord. And so I'm excited to be here. And today I'm going to touch on a topic. And the topic that I really want to touch on is loneliness. And um, it was interesting how the Lord spoke to me about it. Um, I was um, I was uh, watching um, some people and uh, and uh, they were Christians and I was watching, you know, sometimes we like to just watch. And as I was watching, then the Lord said, um, you know, I think through the discerning of spirits, the Lord said, this person is feeling lonely. And I thought, oh, okay. And um, I, I thought, let me go speak to them. And as I started speaking to them, um, I, you know, they were saying that they were going through a time of uh, loneliness. And so I really want to speak about this topic that I don't know if you guys are aware of it or whether you guys are going through this, but um, I just want God's wisdom to deal with loneliness. And I am not a doctor, nor am I um, a psychiatrist or a psychologist uh, or even a counselor, but um, I'm just going to go through biblical truths about uh, what we see in the Bible. And I hope that this helps you. And one of the things I really stand on is the word that says, the truth shall set us free. And as we study this truth, I pray that there will be freedom from the spirit of loneliness and that we have wisdom to overcome loneliness. So I'm just going to jump straight into the scriptures and say um, greetings to you. Uh, Eben, Eben and Julie are saying hello. Um, you know, hi, uh, Eben. Um, how is fatherhood this week? Uh, are you getting any sleep? Uh, you know, I'm sure you are um, because baby Jeremiah is a happy baby, you know, and um, just want to uh, say hi to everybody who's joining us. So I am touching on the topic of loneliness and um and I really want to deal with this. So let me let me just jump straight into scripture because that's what I'm good at. Psalm 68 verse 6, okay? Um, it, it says, God sets the solitary in families. He brings out those who are bound into prosperity. But the rebellious dwell in a dry land. Now, this word is that God takes a person who is alone and sets them into families. You know, um, and... 
he brings out those who are bound into prosperity. Now, one of the things that we, if we have the revelation of is that God sets us free. So if we speak about bondage and we speak about freedom from captivity, we're all ready to say yes and amen. We're like, yeah, yeah. We're so happy to, uh, to speak about um, things about freedom. But th there is a truth here that God sets us solitary in families. You know, and so the Bible does deal with loneliness. The Bible speaks about um, it says uses the words like downcast, uses words like brokenhearted, uses the words like miserable, troubled. I'm in mourning. I am hopeless. And these are the words that um, the Bible uses, and they sometimes overlap into uh, the word loneliness. But at the end of it, it's about feeling disconnected, overlooked, or sometimes just forgotten. And so, um, so, you know, look at Jesus when he was on the cross in Matthew 15, 34, he says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You know? And so it's, I love the fact in the book of Hebrews, it says that Jesus is our high priest. He's from, 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 you know, he's off man so that he can understand. And, you know, we've all felt forsaken. We've all felt alone. And I want to have tools in my life and I want you to have tools in your life that will help you overcome seasons of loneliness or feeling forsaken, you know, and how to overcome that is the key, the key to a smarter Christian life. Because often, and as a pastor, one of the things I see is people when they get hurt and when they, when things happen and you know what, in life, things happen. So one of the things that I find that people do is people tend to say, I'm not going to connect with anybody anymore because they've hurt me or I'm going to keep to myself. And that's these are words that we use. But the result of that is we start feeling really lonely and we start feeling rejected, you know. So um, Psalm 25 or 16 to 17 says, this. I'm going to go through some scriptures in the beginning and then I'm going to... Um, um, go, um, I'm going to kind of dwell into, the, uh, jump deeper into this. Where Psalm 25 says, sorrow fills my heart as I feel helpless, mistreated. I am alone in misery. Come closer to me now, for I need your mercy. Turn to me, for my problems seem to be going from bad to worse. Only you can free me from these troubles. Now, when you look at this, how many of you identify this? How many of you have ever had a day when you're thinking, you know, turn to me, God, because my problems seem to be going from bad to worse? How many of you have ever had these days, you know? And um, the psalmist himself, you know, the psalmist, uh, he, he says this, he says, he says, only you can set me free. Now, from the onset, I have to say one truth. And um, I read, I can't find this research right now, but I uh, I studied, um, I was looking at some research and the research said that people who pray, you know, and read the Bible, not just pray, but read the Bible, at least I think it was three to four times a week. Those who pray and read the Bible three to four times a week, statistically, um, this was an American research that was done, you know, and um, they statistically they had a 40 percent or maybe 60 percent. I'm not sure right now because I couldn't find the research after this, but um, they said I have a statistically 60, 40 to 60 percent um, chance, less chance of having loneliness. 
And I think that's because when we start reading the word, we connect with the word, the living word, which is Jesus. And so um, the psalmist himself, he says it here. He says, he says, sorrow fills my heart as I feel helpless, mistreated, and I am alone and in misery. Come closer to me, God. You know, and I, I really think that, you know, as, you know, we sometimes think that Christians don't have loneliness or have issues, but it's the truth that sets us free. So I want to deal with this because we're sometimes putting on masks and covering what we're going through. So I, you know, I'm not asking you to publicly say this is what I'm going through. If you can, if you want to, you can. But one of the things I feel is that um, as we are coming into this day, this new day that God has created for us, we must draw closer to him you know, and, um, and, you know, turn to the, turn to me, ask God to turn to you, you know, why? Because only God can set us free from our troubles. Now, I, before I proceed, I would just want to pray for those who are watching right now. Hallelujah, Father. Father, I pray, Father, for those who are watching. Father, I pray, Father, that whatever season they're going through, whatever troubles they're going through, that they may know that you draw them closer and you draw closer to them. Father, right now, those who are hearing the sound of my voice right now, Father, I pray you will bless. May they know communion with you. May they walk in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. May their lives be filled with your presence. And Father, as I speak today, may every spirit of loneliness be revealed. And may there be wisdom to overcome it. And I pray that your power be released to overcome. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. So we're going through the topics of, um, of, of, of loneliness. And I want to speak about, I was speaking about how Jesus really reading the word and um, things like that can overcome loneliness. And if you look at Genesis 2, 18, you know, we know the scripture, the Lord God said, it is not good for a man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. See, it isn't really good for us to be alone. You know, as I was reading this, I was thinking to myself, I'm not making a doctrinal statement. You know, um, you know, this is about, um, you know, how Adam found Eve and well, God made Eve for Adam. And I was thinking about this and I was thinking, this is why Jesus is our bridegroom. You know, he doesn't leave us alone. He has created with he's created a covenant with us you know so i i really like the scripture i was looking at it from a total different perspective and i was thinking this is why jesus is our bridegroom and it isn't good for man to be alone and god you know god brings himself into our life so that we can have covenant in the new testament you know and you know during times of aloneness i i, I um you know i i use the word aloneness but as i'm looking at the scriptures like during times of aloneness, we like look at Genesis 32, verse 24. It says, so when Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him till till daybreak. So whatever season you're going through, whether you're feeling alone, okay, God can deal with you, deal with us in our alone place, you know, and you come out changed. 
And I'm looking forward to the change. You know, one of the things that when this whole thing broke out, the COVID thing broke out in 2020, one of the things that I heard James Gall say, James Gall says, said that when you're going in through this, this, this season, don't come out the same, come out differently, you know? And that's what I thought. I said, Lord, I want any alone season I'm going through, like, like the, you know, like the caterpillar going into the cocoon and coming out as a butterfly. I want that change in my life. And so I believe that whatever season you're going through, if you can get in and connect with God, you know, you can come out in the daybreak uh, from Jacob to Israel. You know, you can come out in, in a new place. And that's what I believe, you know. And so I'm looking through people who've gone through loneliness in the Bible because one of the things that we as Christians refuse to acknowledge is that we sometimes have difficulties, that we are going through different kind of problems. So I want to go and see how people, which people had issues of loneliness and how they dealt with it in the Bible. One of the in the New Testament, one of the people that I see that had real issues of loneliness was a woman with an issue of blood. Now, in Mark chapter five, you find that here was this woman for 12 long years. She had been sick and her sickness isolated her from others. Her sickness was ceremonially unclean in a Jewish culture so that she couldn't touch anybody. She couldn't meet with other women. She couldn't meet with other men. She couldn't meet with family. She, uh, you know, she couldn't sit where people sat. Even at home, she had to be isolated. You know, when she went out into public, others had to know that she was unclean so that they don't touch her. Can you imagine what it felt like for 12 long years, nobody touching you? Nobody sitting in the same room as you. And when you want to show affection, you can't show it. So it was this woman that Jesus, you know, she comes in and she grabs onto the hem of his garment. Okay. And, you know, in the Old Testament, that which was uh, clean, when it got touched with something that was unclean, that became unclean. But in the New Testament, when Jesus, when the unclean touches Jesus, so much is the power of God within Jesus that the unclean becomes clean and she is set free. You know, and not only is she set free from her sickness, but she is set free from her loneliness. And as I'm looking at this, I'm thinking to myself, how great is our God? How amazing is his name that even in the midst of this, whatever situation is, God deals with everything in our lives, that he gives us an opportunity, you know, to, I love this. I love this, that, you know, she was, she wasn't lonely anymore. That interaction with Jesus, people would have come and said, are you the one who got healed? Weren't you the one for 12 years nobody was allowed to talk to? Look at her testimony. That season of testing, as I keep saying, becomes her testimony. You know, so I just love that. You know, um, you know, another lonely person in the Bible I find is, is Miriam. You know, in Numbers chapter 12, she was the, the sister of Aaron and Moses, you know, and um, she got upset with Moses, with his leadership, and um, she spoke against it. And that resulted really in her being banished outside the camp. In Numbers 12, she was banished outside and... Um, and she had to be alone for seven days, you know, and um, 
Um, and as she was restored, you know, she was restored in the end, but seven days alone. And I, I was I was thinking about this and I find that, you know, there have been many people who um, have had issues with leadership within the church. And, um, you know, they felt like they were part of a family and then they got, you know, kind of cast out, banished outside, or they feel like they're banished outside, you know, and and it, that can be really lonely. And so, you know, how do you deal with that? That's the question. And part of dealing with that is how we come out of the, the banishment into a place of fellowship. See, because I don't think it was Miriam's portion to be there forever, it was seven days. So I believe that we as, as Christians need to come back into the encampment. We need to learn how to come back into the fold. We may make mistakes or somebody else may have made mistakes and that's still okay. But fellowship is my portion. Family is my portion, you know, and forgiveness is, is in our DNA because the blood of Jesus flows through us. Hallelujah. So when you look at Miriam, she would have been lonely. She would have been, I mean, she was a minister. She was one of the first worship leaders. And what a fall it looked like. So sometimes we may be feeling lonely within our fellowship. And we feel banished, but we need to ask God for wisdom to come back into the encampment, you know? And loneliness makes us really vulnerable. Another person we find was who was lonely in the Bible in 1 Kings 17 is Elijah the prophet. You know, he was called to prophesy, prophesy against Ahab and um, he called a drought, you know, in, by God. I mean, would you want to be the prophet who calls forth a drought that affects the nation? Everyone will blame him, isn't it? But, uh, you know, so as he prophesied, the word of the Lord says that he immediately fled for his life. Elijah ran into the wilderness so much so that ravens had to bring food for him. And then when water dried up, you know, uh, God, um, you know, God was with him. But, you know, he was lonely. And he said that he felt like an outsider in ministry didn't he? And so these are people who found low, they, they were lonely in ministry. They were lonely in, in fellowship. They were lonely within their culture. The, these are people we find in the Bible. Another prophet we would say who's lonely is Jeremiah. He's called the prophet of God, you know, but he was lonely because nobody, you know, he's, he was called the weeping prophet. Why? Because, you know, he wasn't uh, he was forbidden uh, to marry. He was, uh, you know, he was he was asked to do a lot of um, a lot of strange things. But and people thought he was a bit weird, I think, you know, but he was rejected. And really, the pain for him was very real. And sometimes some of the things that we're called to do will call, you know, will cause isolation. I, I'm just pointing out places in the Bible where people might have been lonely. Look at Psalm 142, verse 4. It says that uh, this is David. Look to the right and see there is no one who takes notice of me. No refuge remains to me. No one cares for my soul. 
David's path to becoming a king was 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 great difficulty had great difficulty you know he spent time with the philistines he spent time in the wilderness he was rejected by the current leadership and if you look at him he says look to the right and see there is no one who takes notice of me no refuge remains to my soul no one cares for my soul you know and this is the king he became king so you may be in the highest position but there may be loneliness that you're going through you know and so one thing that um as i'm speaking about this one of the things that the lord spoke to me years ago was this he said he gave me this image and i'm not saying this is doctrinal but one of the things that the lord spoke to me was he said that you know it, it, when you look at act 16 Okay, when uh, Paul and Silas started worshiping in the jail, you know, the angel of the Lord turned up and um, and their chains were broken and the and the um, and the the jail broke, you know, the, 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 the cage or whatever they were in. It opened the doors opened. So um, so I'm thinking about this and I was thinking, imagine if the, the shackles on their hands hadn't broken and they ran out of there because the doors had opened and they ran out of there, but they were still bound. So it, and what the Lord spoke to me and said, check in which areas of your life you are bound. And if you don't deal with it and ask and worship and get breakthrough in those areas, they remain areas that we will trip over like, like, things that we sweep under the carpet, we will keep tripping over it. And one of the things that I, I why I want to deal with this also is that, um, you know, years ago, I, I, <laughs> are you guys there? Hallelujah. I don't know if this is a topic that you guys want to do, but I'm being honest to what the Lord has asked me to do. And so um, I, I, I want to uh, make sure you guys are with me. So one of the things that had happened to me a few years ago was that, um, I um I, I was in touch with a friend of mine and uh we started connecting uh, a couple of years ago and um and suddenly they stopped you know connecting and I um I as I um they stopped connecting okay and I'd never been um ghosted before you know these this is just a friend it's not a relationship but I'd never been ghosted before and so it wasn't in my in in my language or my paradigm so um, you know, I, 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 I asked another friend of mine and I said, what is happening? Like all these messages and suddenly the messages stop. Like it's, it's just something. so then, uh, and so my other friend says, uh, Preeti, you've been ghosted. And I never been like, you know, like ghosted. Like I, I was like, what? I mean, this is like a long friendship. Like what happened? You know, and I, and because I, I'm like a puppy dog sometimes. Okay. Cause I'd never been ghosted. I never understood it. I kept like. I, you know, I kept like going back and back and back. And I realized like this was not helping the situation, but, and I just let it go. I said, okay, bless them. Uh, I'm happy whenever they're ready to connect, let them connect. I don't know what it was happening. I didn't even know what was happening. Anyway, um, what happened was um, I, I was in touch with uh, another set of friends and one of the friends in that didn't send me, uh, like wasn't, um, wasn't responding. Now, ghosting had, was not even a terminology that I knew really. And so, I mean, it's usually used for dating or something like that. And so obviously I'm not dating. Okay. Oh, well, 
technically I have one date and that's my husband, but, um, but anyway, so I'm there like, um, and so this person didn't respond. So instantly this voice in my head said, you're being ghosted again, you know? And, and so, and then I was like thinking, and then it happened another situation. And then when I asked the second person, the second person was in a, in a, they hadn't even realized I'd message and it was, they weren't ghosting me. It was just, they were busy. But what happened was because like something had happened, there's this, you know, like I was speaking about last week, I put on the baggage of the past onto this current situation. And so one of the things that the Lord is teaching me is to actually deal with these things so that I'm not carrying baggage that when I come through the season that I've cocooned out uh, from being a caterpillar that's on the ground to a butterfly that's flying up. And that that lightness in my spirit is that which is going to enable me to fly and go above things that are holding me down. So this is why I'm touching on this topic. You know, I know people will be wondering why I'm not lonely at all, but maybe, you know, somebody who's lonely and, you know, you can help them, you know? And so there are people like, for example, Leah in the Bible that you find that she was going through a season of loneliness. And so, and another person was, um, you know, like, uh, Hagar in the Bible, you know, and I love the fact that when she felt utterly lonely in the wilderness, she encounters a God who sees her. And that's my, one of my ultimate all-time favorite scriptures, because even though Hagar couldn't see at that time, but she could see a God who sees her. Hallelujah. So, so this is, I'm looking at it biblically to deal with loneliness so that we're not caught up with that spirit of loneliness, rejection, things that hold us down. Now, Psalm 100, and um, I want to read Psalm 102, verses 3 to, um, what are the symptoms of loneliness? Okay, symptoms of loneliness looks like this. For my days vanish like smoke, my bones burn like glowing embers. My heart is blighted and withered like grass. I forget to eat my food. I am like a desert owl, like an owl among the ruins. I lie awake and I become like a bird uh, alone on the roof. Now, these are symptoms like you, you're you're not having good time management. You're, you're tired. These are, like I said, I'm not a doctor, but biblically, these are some of the symptoms that are Symptoms of loneliness, feeling excessively tired, feeling helpless and not sleeping well, being physically, um, you know, physically lethargic and not mentally alert. These are all different symptoms, you know, according to people uh, online who seem to be having PhDs. This is what they're telling me, that these are symptoms of loneliness. But if you read the Bible, the Bible tells me that these are symptoms of loneliness. You know, Psalm 133 says how good and ple pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. And I was looking at it, can you know, I, one of the things is I, I saw one person once getting lonely and then they were hanging out with another person who was lonely. And one of the things that I found was that suddenly everybody's language became a language of loneliness. And there's a study by a psychologist called Paul Marsden. And he says that it is a socio-cultural phenomena that loneliness is contagious. Can you imagine that? Hallelujah. So, you know, so uh, there can be a network full of people who are lonely, you know, because of one. So 
one thing I'm saying is in this season, okay, whatever you don't isolate yourself, my friends. Hallelujah. I feel like I'm talking to people who have been in church for some time and they're like, I don't want to condemn to anybody, you know, but Psalm 133 says how pleasant it is, how good it is when people connect. Hallelujah. I want you to be the change that we want to see. Hallelujah. So how do we overcome loneliness? Let's connect with God. Let's read the Bible. There's so many scriptures. Remember John 15, 15. Jesus said, we're his friends. Hallelujah. We're his friends. We have a friend in Jesus. So when we connect with God, we, we understand that we're never forsaken. God is with us. I'm going to encourage you this season to connect with fellow believers on a regular basis. This is something that the Lord has been asking me to tell people to do. And it's really to be the catalyst for community. Be the catalyst for healing. Be the catalyst for joy. Be the catalyst for unity. Hallelujah. You can be the change that our community needs. Let's not be like Miriam, isolating ourselves in the wilderness, in outside the camp. For the day of our return is here, my friends. Reach out and connect with people. You know, that's what Jesus did. Look at Jesus. You know, when the blind man sat by the road and he called out, Jesus connected with him. Jesus connected with the the paralytic in, in the pool of Bethesda. Jesus connected with people most people wouldn't connect with. Be the connection that God wants to be to his people, you know? And I, 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 I don't know whether you're going through seasons of loneliness, but one of the things you can understand is sometimes there are seasons where God is asking us to spend time with him, you know? So um, we're, but just because we're alone doesn't mean we are alone. Hallelujah. He doesn't leave us. And I want to read out some scriptures, you know? So sometimes there will be seasons where we are like, I mean, if you're in lockdown or you're in isolation, these are seasons of loneliness and we need to build up skills and, and, um, and figure out how to deal so that we are not bogged down by it. But let me read some scriptures to you. Psalm 68 verses 5 to 6 says, He is the father to the fatherless. He is the defender of widows. Is God in his holy dwelling. God sets the lonely in families and he leads out the prisoners with singing. Hallelujah. Isaiah 49 verse 15 to 16 says, Can a mother forget the baby? at her breast, have no compassion on the child she has born. Though she may forget, I will not forget you. See, I've engraved you in the palms of my hands. Psalm 27 verse 10 says this, even if my father and my mother abandon me, the Lord God cares for me. Hallelujah. 
you know, God has compassion on his people. So I'm not sure what you're going through, but God has asked me to speak on this and I'm going to be faithful, hallelujah, to what he said, you know. And so if you're going through a difficult time, connect, reach out. You know, I've, um, I just want to read out. Um, I went to some websites to learn because I'm not a counselor. I'm not, I'm a pastor, you know, and I, I do see um, different um, ways that we can help overcome loneliness. One is to really volunteer, you know, and be a part of something so that you, you also feel better about it. Um, another is to find support online or, you know, with within your community. And also one thing is reconnect and strengthen existing relationships. Hallelujah, iron sharpens iron. I want you to right now just close your eyes wherever you're at. You know, you may not be going through seasons of loneliness, but may God take you higher into a higher realm in terms of relationships. And I want you to ask God to show you somebody that he wants you to connect with. And whoever he's showing you, be faithful and connect with that. Another way really to overcome these kind of, uh, I'm not talking about chronic illness or chronic issues. I mean, uh, I'm taught, you know, seek a counselor, therapist. There's no, there's no shame in it. When we need help, you know, God gives us the wisdom to find that help, you know, like, Naman went seeking, you know, the healing. Let's go seek healing in our lives. You know, one of the things I've taken to, and I really enjoy doing this, is I talk to strangers. You know, I, my, my husband says he can't take me anywhere because I really like talking to new people. I like talking to old people, but I like talking to new people. So, I mean, I'm having great conversations with strangers, and I leave that with a smile. I'm just speaking about practical things that help you overcome feelings of loneliness you can feel so lonely in a big city because you're not connecting with anybody you know uh yesterday i was <laughs> i was in my gym and i started speaking to the um the you know and there was a personal trainer behind the in the in the reception we had such a, a hilarious conversation because i realized i mean he understood my humor and we were just cracking up and it was like just five minutes, but I was laughing and he was laughing and, you know, and whatever sense of like alone, that, even if it's five minutes, it's gone for five minutes, you know. And so another way to overcome loneliness is take care of somebody else. Another is to practice to take care of yourself, you know, and find things, you know. And if you need to, make sure you get help. You know, if you're feeling yourself in, in, a, in a chronic place, make sure, change your position. You know, and um, I read somewhere one of the ways to overcome um, loneliness is to change your participation. Romans 12, 13 says, share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. So change your change your participation. That's one of the best ways to overcome. 
you know, uh, find your family, like reach out to people, as I said, and um, that's about that's about it in terms of um, looking at um, looking at ways to overcome loneliness. I just want to have feedback. Do you think this is you guys are watching and do you guys think that this is a do you see this as a common um, thing within the church? Do you think that um, we need to deal with this? Are we just coming to a place where we're putting on our mask of friendship, but really feeling uh, lonely inside? You know, um, what do you guys think? I'd like to really know, like, you know, I'm going to be on for a few minutes. I'm going to pray for everybody. But do you think that we are being taught to um, to just to isolate ourselves? You know, do you think that that's, there's a pressure to, that this is an attack of the enemy. I sometimes feel there is the attack, you know. Um, thanks, Marisol. I, uh, you know, I, I did the research. These the the the, the points are uh, like I said, they're not. I just went through some scriptures. But you know, do you? I mean, Maris I mean, uh, let me ask you, Marisol. Do you think that there is an attack to make us move from community into a place of isolation? I think there is, and we're thinking that that's normal. You know, I remember like my father's, my father was extremely hospita hospitable, you know, and his father was extremely hospitable, you know, and I'm thinking that, but as we're in the current generation, I, you know, uh, as we're in the current generation, is the level of hospitality and connection reducing that we're so becoming so self-contained, you know, and, um, I like what Marisol said. Yeah, Marisol, not everyone is a social butterfly like us, <laughs> but there are social butterflies who um, who hide hearts of loneliness, you know. And so, um, you know, so I just want to kind of um, I hope this has been a blessing for you. Um, and I'm going to pray for two things right now. One is that um, if there's anything where you're feeling lonely in that God will reveal to you. Secondly that God will reveal to you who in your life is feeling lonely right now so that you can be the one, the witness of Jesus reaching out to them. Hallelujah. Can I pray for that? Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you for all those who are watching me right now, Father. Father, may we banish loneliness from our midst, Father. May there be pockets of acceptance, love, harmony, unity, and honor within the radius of our lives. Lord, may we be your witness in Jerusalem in Judea, Samaria, until the ends of the earth. Lord, and I pray right now that you will speak to each one who's listening and show us, shine your light into areas where that we have allowed loneliness to creep in. And Father, may it be cast out in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And as we dwell in your presence right now, Father, show us those in our lives who need 
your love, your reassurance, your hope, who are feeling lonely right now. And may we be the heart of comfort and love into their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I pray that you will be the vessel of assurance and you will be the vessel of love and gathering in these days to come. Be blessed. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, my team has asked me to say, ask you guys to share and to like and comment, you know. Um, and um, next week I'll be touching on a different topic. If you guys have any topics that you want me to do, you can connect and uh, send me a message or just type here. And I'm happy to do um, any topic you guys want. But um, I hope this has been a blessing. Be blessed. Bye. Thank you.